Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Sea Dogs podcast, all things Scarborough Athletic, brought to you by local commercial radio station for the Yorkshire Coast. This is The Coast and hosted by me, Paddy. Coming up in this episode then, we're asking you this question, what is your home match day routine and what did it used to be at the old place as a Scarborough fan. We'll talk about that in a bit. Also, my guest this week is Andrew Davis, who uh, films every single home game for Scarborough Athletic. Those amazing highlights that you see afterwards, that's him. So we'll talk about his role at the club, how long he's been doing it, and some of the other stuff he does as well. Really interesting insight into into that side of things. Uh, Also, we're talking Neil Warnock. He's become the Huddersfield Town Manager again at the age of 74. Uh, We spoke to him on This Is The Coast just a few months ago and he dropped a massive hint about doing a job like this, so we'll dig out that clip for you as well. And we'll look ahead to the Spennymore match as well, all on episode six of the Sea Dogs podcast. But let's start with a thank you. Thank you so much for your support so far. Listening to the Sea Dogs podcast which has reached number 10 in the Sporting News podcast charts in Great Britain, which is just incredible. Thank you so much. And since our last episode came out, episode two of the Scarborough Athletic official podcast has come out. A really interesting chat with Dom Tier and a great insight into the ups and downs, the highs and lows of trying to make it as a football player. He talks about a, a trial with Barnsley that actually lasted 12 weeks, three months, can you believe? And at the end of it, well, they didn't want him. Imagine having to take that as a as a lad in your mid-teen years. So, really interesting chat with Dom. Do check that out. Right now, on the Sea Dogs Podcast episode six, it's time to welcome our guest, Andrew Davis. He's the guy that films all the, the home matches at the Flamingoland Stadium for Scarborough Athletic, but that's only the start of it. Afterwards, he's got to uh, edit it all and put out a highlights package, and the quality is just top draw, as I'm sure you'll all agree. Andrew, it's great to have you on the podcast. Just explain, for those that don't know, your role at the club. Yeah, so I do the highlights for the club. So um, that just includes really filming the home matches, then providing the footage to the league, which we've got to do as a requirement afterwards. And then obviously putting the highlights together to share on the club's uh, YouTube channel. It sounds so simple, but uh, but it's not really, is it? Because I mean, you've got to make sure you film everything during an entire 90 minutes. And then and that's only the start, isn't it? Uh, then you're back home. Um, and then you... What, you is, is it true you, you, re, you re-watch the entire game again once you get back that's home? That's right. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, fortunately now I've got six years experience doing this. So I have, you know got a process in place of making it a lot quicker than it used to be. I literally used to watch the whole match back. Um, but there's ways now just to, just to scrub through to the kind of the goal mouth action, which is what I always try to include. But um, even scrubbing it forward, you, you're still only going at like three times the speed of the match. So it tell, still takes over half an hour just to get through the game. And obviously you're picking out the best bits and choosing where to cut in, where to cut out. Um, having your and you and Ant's um, commentary does help because that, Sometimes acts as a cue as when to cut out and in, but yeah, it's uh, I say it's been refined <laughs> refined over the last few years, and it is a lot easier now than when I than when I started a few years ago. So when you first started, then I mean, how long will it will it have taken? Dare I ask to to be yeah. putting these highlights together? Yeah, I dread to think because uh, the the first time I started filming the matches was that last season at Brid. It was like February March seventeen, um, and that's when we had our first child as well. So. I was spending probably six, seven hours editing on a Sunday when obviously I could have been doing other things to help around the house. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, six, seven hours. It, it's it's probably halved that now, to be fair, between three and four hours for each match to, to get the footage, sift through it. 
Um, and once you've done that, then it's a matter of bringing in all the graphics as well. Because we could just put out the highlights as they are, just cut start to finish. But once we started bringing in the graphics, it, we realised it added quite a lot to it. Um, fortunately, got Phil Grundon, who does the Grundon graphics. He used to do the programmes a few years ago. So he provides me with the basic graphics. And then it's just a matter of me dropping in where they need to go. Um, I need to go through the timeline and obviously change the minutes for each minute of the match. I think that adds quite a bit as well, just to give a bit of context to people to, to where in the match the highlights are taking place. So um, we're never going to be, obviously, match of the day, but um, we just try and put out decent quality that people will enjoy every week. Well, you say that, but it, I mean the quality is superb. and you, I've said this to you many, many times. Um, I, I think it's just brilliant. I think it's as good as it gets, really, in, in non-league football and higher as well. I mean, it is just, it is superb. And when you're watching, it's, it's easy to think that things like the minutes on the on the clock just appear automatically. Yeah. But but like like you say, they, they don't. Every time you, you've edited a bit of footage and you're posting a, a goal mouth incident or whatever, you have yeah. manually typed in what minute of the match that is and all that sort of stuff and yeah I think when, when I'm put, putting the highlights together uh, what I realise is for, for a lot of people like the, the visiting teams um, when, when they're fans who didn't go to the match are watching the highlights it might be kind of all they see at Scarborough so I think it's important to put that quality out and have some standards when we're doing the highlights um, I think it just portrays the club in a better light um, and that, that's, that's why I kind of go to that extent and obviously with the, where the lads performed last season uh, what they were doing on the pitch. I was just trying to kind of keep up with them um, and, and put something out that, you know, justified or kind of warranted what the effort they were putting in as well. So uh, last season was just uh, incredible. But towards the end of the season, um, it was, I don't know, there's extra graphics on the, remember the highlights of the uh, playoff semi and the playoff final where we had the extra extra graphics in uh, for the teams at the start. So we're always looking for ways to improve it. Um, Phil helps massively, let's say, with that, with the graphics. It's just a matter of um, putting them in, in where they need to go for me. So it's, it's not too hard. It's just time-consuming. That's the way they always use when I'm describing the Yeah, <laughs> It's good fun to do. It's just, it just eats the hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and what's weird as well is when you are there filming it, I mean, you're, you're the only person there who's who's at the game that's not really watching the game except through a through a, a, a screen. I know you've got a big screen, haven't you, above the camera, but you, I mean, are, are you ever really just able just to sort of take it in? I suppose you, you're constantly looking at the screen, making sure you've got the right shot. Yeah, certainly the first couple of years that I was doing it, I, I missed a few things because I was just kind of engrossed in the match. Um, I guess my, my concentration levels have got better as it's gone on. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of making sure you're watching what's going on. I do see things when I'm watching the match back afterwards that I totally forgot about or I didn't even realise happened. Um, whereas I think if I was watching the match normally, I would have seen. But uh, yeah, you're just focused on following the ball, really, and, and trying to read where, where the ball's going to go. Your position is very central, which is great for the video. Um, now, where we are in the press box when we're doing commentary, most of the time that's Ant and me when I can be there. Uh, we're doing commentary on the radio, so we've got our microphone for that. But to get our commentary on your video, a very long wire is involved, isn't it, which is trailed behind people's seats and the steps. But it does a job. It's, it's really good as well, because uh, by having your commentary, there's things you guys might be talking about that I can then um, focus in on. So if I'm just watching the ball or waiting for a throwing to be taken and you guys notice something elsewhere then it can prompt me to, to move the camera so for example a substitute coming on that I haven't picked up on um, if something's happening with one of the officials at the other end of the pitch talking to a player then I can I can quickly move across but because I'm kind of concentrating on the ball and not wanting to miss any action it's good to have your commentary coming through because I say it does just make sure I'm, I'm able to cover more than I probably otherwise would with it just being me 
on me own with the camera, yeah. Always the biggest worry is um, goal mouth scramble or someone just gets a toe out and puts it in the back of the net. Now, of course, from our position, you know, we ain't got binoculars, we haven't got a camera zoomed in. Sometimes you can you can miss who scores, but of course, for those watching back, you're, you're well zoomed in and people might be thinking, well, how, how can they not see that? You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's always my worry. A, yeah, a few times when the wrong players are named or the, the wrong goal scorer is given, but yeah, you've got to appreciate, yeah, you are kind of right at the other end of the stand aren't you if it's going in there uh, yes, without the luxury so, uh, of because uh, obviously we, we can't see what you can see we can't see what you can exactly. see um, although that has happened hasn't it I remember at uh, York City's stadium for the uh, North Riding Senior Cup final I think we were doing commentary on the YouTube channel uh, only Ant was on the far side yeah. doing it for This Is The Coast I was on the other side doing it for um, to live stream the game um, and we could see we could see what was going out which was which was quite nice um, no it was it was good we had a stand to ourselves that night it was, it was yeah. brilliant yeah, yeah. so uh, was good, hopefully yeah. one more win and we, we go back there again this May I'm sure we still had a steward for the two of us though you know just to make sure we behaved we did as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> steward went yeah wrecking the stand yeah don't yeah. trust us Scarborough lot yeah, yeah. And, and having filmed pretty much every home game going uh, for for a number of years now uh, you must have noticed the, the standard of football uh, get better this year Scarborough having to up their game and all the visiting teams as well. I mean, it's such a great standard, isn't it? It's a very pacey, pacey league, isn't it? Oh, it's been brilliant. It has. It, it makes the, um, it, it easy to follow as well if it's a bit faster. I might have some counterproductive, but if the game's slow, um, like it may, might have been the league below, certainly the league below that, that's when your kind of concentration can go. But because the games are faster and are quicker, you've just got to be on the ball for the full 90 minutes because the last thing I want to do is, is miss a goal or miss, miss some key action that takes place so yeah I think it actually works hand in hand it is good it is the level is obviously much better everyone can see that and especially with the visiting teams as well um, kind of the pace and the physicality of the teams but yeah from my point of view from filming the match it actually makes it easier just because I don't have time to switch off so yeah um, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this year in film because the highlights tend to be better as well because the, the play that's going on is, is much better than it was say three four year ago mm. um, and that's testament to the lads to be fair because it's it's a lot of the same lads that were playing last season but the way the game's improved over the last 12 months or so um, it's just a, a joy to watch as I'm sure everyone everyone at the Flingerland Stadium every week can see what a team spirit we have yeah. win lose or draw um, it's it's brilliant now let's talk about what else you do because uh, I as you know I'm a big fan of your North Yorkshire Wanderer uh, stuff yeah. um, you put out some amazing videos um, on on this YouTube channel and it has just taken off hasn't it it's very very popular yeah thank, thanks for saying yeah um, just last weekend it hit the 20,000 subscribers actually um, which I've only put out 20 videos so far so wow. that kind of stands me in good stead that's from the first 18 months so um, yeah just videos along the coast I mean you know the area better than me it's just trying to find stories that people will be interested in sometimes obviously that they're unaware of, of particular things the, the good example being down the bottom of Valley Road with the old aquarium in Galaland or Galaland I should call it um, but that's it's got gone down so well so the idea is this this year everything I've filmed so far on that channel has been with the equivalent of a, of an, a, a mobile phone really and, and a small drone so what I've done is, is got myself a better camera. Um, I'm hoping middle of this year I get a better drone. You'll notice the, the quality of the footage um, improves quite a bit. But yeah, it's just gone down so well. So um, it, and I, again, something that keeps me really busy. But I think the, the video making and the football are the two things I enjoy 
most um so being able to combine them for scarborough is brilliant and then obviously getting out around the moors and down the coast for my for my north yorkshire wanderer stuff as well yeah well you say i know the area better than you but i tell you what, i've learned an awful lot of stuff about this area watching those videos because you know it's, it's one thing living somewhere all your life and you know knowing a little bit about the history but when you've got someone that's spent a lot of time doing a lot of research and then putting a video together that's whatever 20 minutes long you, you learn a heck of a lot so it's it's amazing so yeah it's north yorkshire wanderer isn't it on youtube that's right yeah if you just search, uh, search north yorkshire wonder on google all my social media channels are there and then on youtube yeah north yorkshire wonder all the videos will come up yeah fantastic well uh, it's been great having you on thank you so much no thanks for inviting us paddy pleasure and, and good to have a little insight into uh, more about the job that you do on match days um and just want just going back quickly to that um there have been times when you have had an extra camera uh picking up uh you know, action from behind the goal or down the side of the pitch. Um, it is a big ask, isn't it, to have someone be able to do that? But, and it's a lot of extra work as well for you with the editing afterwards. But, um, you know, when that is possible, um, it, it really does add something to the to the footage, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you just need to look at that playoff final against Warrington. Um, the, the second angle of Kulo's goal, uh, which was brilliant with all the Warrington fans behind the goal. And then um, the, the second half when, when Bailey scored the winner. Um, it just adds so much. So what I would say, if, if anybody fancies it, they've got their own video camera, just just reach out to me. Um, I'll kind of tell them anything they need to do, pitch side, any home games they fancy to do. Um, and it would just help the uh, the highlights so much. So yeah, just ask anybody to get in touch, either with the club or get in touch with me directly. Um, and we can have a chat about what you can do to help out. Excellent. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Cheers, Paddy. Take care, Matt. My thanks to Andrew Davis, who films all the games at the home matches at Scarborough Athletic FC. Really interesting insight there. Now, you're listening to episode six of the Sea Dogs podcast with me, Paddy, brought to you by This Is The Coast, the local radio station for the Yorkshire Coast, the local commercial radio station for the Yorkshire Coast. By the way, we'd love a review. It really helps the podcast uh, get noticed, so you can do that on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And talking of iTunes and Spotify, etc., you can listen to this podcast on all of those platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and always at thisisthecoast.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, we've been asking you this week, what is your home match day routine? Uh, where do you drink? Who do you go with? Where do you stand sit? What was it like at the old place? Uh, ben Vickers says, I try and grab a pre-match pint in the valley uh, before getting to the Flamstad, as he calls it. However, I always enter the ground to... I want to be adored by the Stone Roses without fail. Stand in the shed now, but used to be a Section E offender. Giving the away fans some lip. Up the borough. Love that, Ben. Thank you so much. Mark says, I always have a pint with mates in Fallsgrave, on Fallsgrave, and then we head down to Valley Bar. Uh, we've got a spot in the shed, which if we're not there at least 30 minutes before the start is taken... Uh, used to stand along the side of the pitch before the adversary stand was built and I still get shivers thinking about some very cold times there. My match day tradition when the club was in Bridlington uh, always included uh, filling the car up with fuel. Glad we don't have to do that now. Thank you so much for that, Mark. It's got me thinking myself on this and I don't really have a match day routine these days because um, I'm always so busy on a weekend that if I can make the game, I'm just flying from, from one place to the Flamingoland Stadium just to get there in time for kickoff. But it did get me thinking about the old place, the McCain Stadium, the athletic ground, call it what you will. When my dad started taking me in the, the mid-80s, we always used to park the car next to the mere. 
You always knew if there was going to be a lot of fans there or not, depending on where we could get a parking space. Now, if we were able to park the car at the Queen Margaret's Road end, then you knew it was going to be a quieter match. But if we had to keep going and going and going and going and going, you knew there was going to be a lot of fans there and there was going to be queues to get through the turnstiles on Seema Road. And we also realised that we might not get our favoured spot as well. Funny that. And my dad always used to bring a mask bar, just the one, and we'd share it at half-time. Never had my own, we always had to share, although back then, mask bars were definitely bigger than they are now. Anyway, thank you for your comments on that. Next, on the Sea Dogs podcast, before we preview Borough at Spennymoor, let's talk Neil Wardock, because amazingly, he's hit the national headlines for becoming Huddersfield Town Manager again at the age of 74. But we saw it coming. Yeah, let's play this from my interview with Neil Warnock for This Is The Coast just a few months ago. We're all waiting for you to come back, to be fair, after the tour's finished, you know. I don't start work until February, usually. It's about February, March. That's about the length of my period uh, to, to get a club out of the cart. After the tour, uh, you get a call from uh, from a chairman who says, uh, you know, we're struggling, we need to stay up, or, oh, we, you know, we need someone to come on in. I mean, would, would you be interested? I think that would have to be. We'd have to wait till, like I said, I don't start work now until February. February, right, OK. <laughs> Ask me that question. I'm, I think I'm, I've enjoyed my Christmas of this last one, so uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, you don't get any younger. I think the time will come. There might be an opportunity. You can never say never. But I am enjoying... I've started doing podcasts as well, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I never thought I'd enjoy anything like this. Twitter. I mean, if you'd have said I'd have gone on Twitter, my kids would have laughed your head off. But to see some of the hits that we've had with, you know, little little things which have amused me at the same time, it's nice to be able to make people smile. Yeah. I think that's there's not enough humour around, and I like making people smile, really. I have retired five times. The brilliant Neil Warnock, who is now Huddersfield Town Manager again at the uh, age of 74. And isn't football a better place for it? Well, we'll finish with some Scarborough Athletic news, including a look ahead to the Spennymoor match this weekend. So, Scarborough Athletic are at Spennymoor this weekend, looking to make amends for Valentine's Day against 12th placed Spennymoors. Kickoff at 3pm. Uh, Borough looks set to be at full strength, apart from Will Thornton and Dom Tier. Kieran Glynn managed 45 minutes on Tuesday after picking up a knock in training during the previous week. Danny Greenfield could face his parent club. Jason Ainsley's Moores side, who progressed to the final of the Durham County Cup after defeating Dunstan UTS. Uh, they're waiting on the fitness of the long-serving Glenn Taylor, who was taken off last Saturday when the Moors lost 2-1 to Kidderminster in league action at Brewery Field. Talking of... County Cup uh, the uh, the fixture has been announced Scarborough Athletic are heading to face Borough Rangers at Stokesley on Tuesday the 7th of March in the North Riding Senior Cup semi-final the game will be played at Stokesley Sports Club home of the North Riding County Football Association with a 7.45 kickoff. as a result the National League North fixture on Tuesday the 7th of March at Peterborough Sports will be rearranged to a new date the date for that fixture is to be uh, clarified by the National League so Watch this space for that. And the club would like to thank all those who attended the sponsors' evening at the Crown Spa Hotel in Scarborough. Uh, thanks to their amazing support. Uh, it was a great night, and they want to thank the Crown Spa as well for their support on the night. And that is episode six of the Sea Dogs podcast. Please do, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, and we'll see you on episode seven. Thank you so much for listening. This is the 
And don't forget, of course, four-match commentary of every Scarborough Athletic match, home and away on This Is The Coast Extra, supported by North East Security Shutters. This is the coast.co.uk slash extra for that. And you can find this and all the other episodes uh, of the Sea Dogs podcast at thisisthecoast.co.uk forward slash podcasts.